0: I'm really struck by this particular moment. Uh, Of course, it's the only moment I've ever had the opportunity to live in, at least that I know of, but that we've, you know, as as a species, uh, humans have never spent a quarter of their time staring at a flickering light. We've never put literally hundreds of foreign chemicals into our bodies. We've never done this. This is not part of the human experience. We've never had the power to change the very climate on the place, the planet we call home. And we've never enacted our lives in boxes. I mean, sort of from morning to night, waking up in boxes, driving around in boxes, putting those those boxes inside boxes, and then spending our days in boxes or cubicles. Uh, sometimes spending the whole day without making direct contact uh, with running water, with wild beings. So it's it's a peculiar, even though it seems like it's just what is. I mean, this is this is all we've known in the in the human experience. It's a very peculiar time. And so I, as a, at the bottom here, I, I ask myself, well, you know, what what do I make? What do you make of these observations? Who would create this as a reality? Um, and so this gets gets me to thinking about. Um, Awareness, consciousness, and relationship. And so I you know, I, I guess these days I sort of understand life as relationship. It's it's how do we cultivate relationship, healthy relationship with ourselves, with each other, with the wild, and with the mysterium, with the divine, however it is that we understand that. And my thesis, or my provocation at least initially, is that we're, in many ways, we're, we're out of relationship in these three realms. Um, just for fun, I'm just going to give just three little snippets, indicators of separation. An indicator of separation from ourselves. If I was to ask you, well, so, you know, who are you? I think most of us in this culture would respond in terms of our name, our gender, occupation, family. These monikers that we use uh, to... Express our identity. Uh, few of us would say, "Well, you know, I'm, I'm the two-legged one. Right? I'm an Earthling. I'm a primate. We don't understand our our, our ourselves as uh, biological beings. We don't see ourselves, for example, right now. You know, I literally am, not metaphorically, but literally, am the Earth walking. I mean, I have come forth from the Earth, and I am." a manifestation of earth walking. Um, So to the extent that we don't have that, um, I would suggest that there's a certain separation that's engendered. That is, the most essential aspects of our existence and the ones we hold most in common with others are often afterthoughts or even completely missing from how we see ourselves. I'll do about four or five more of these and then invite conversation. Um, Indicators of separation from each other, and I quote here from a, a remarkable book by Eckhart Tolle called The Power of Now. And Tolle writes, at this moment in history, humans are a dangerously insane and very sick species. That's not a judgment, says Tolle. It's a fact. As a testament to insanity, Humans killed 100 million fellow humans in the 20th century alone. No other species violates itself on such a grand scale. Only a people who are in a deeply negative state and who feel very bad indeed would create such a reality as a reflection of how they feel. So, a third I mentioned, speaking of... Relationship to oneself. When I asked that question, who are you? I talked about relationship to each other and read this quote from toll. The, th- the third aspect that I mentioned was this notion of separation from the other, if you will. Geographers call it sometimes place, this this this, this place in which we're embedded. And here I'd like to read from Uh, Brian Swim's work is a beautiful book called The Hidden Heart of the Cosmos. And in that book, he gives something he calls the local universe test. So I'd like to give you the local universe test, thanks to Brian Swim. He says it's easy to do. You simply invite someone to visit you who lives maybe 20 miles away. So you might think of someone you know who lives 20 miles away or 10 miles away. See if you can conjure such a person, or even five miles away. So you invite this person who lives some distance from you, who has never visited you, to visit you. You can give verbal instructions on how to get to your abode over the telephone, but the one rule is this. In your directions, you may refer to anything but human artifice. You may refer to hills, oak trees, the constellations of the night sky, the lakes, or ocean shores, or caves, the positions of the planets, or any ponds, trails, or prairies, the sun and moon, cliffs, plateaus, waterfalls, hillocks, estuaries, bluffs, woodlands, inlets, forests, creeks, swamps, bayous, groves, and so on. Whenever your friend gets stuck, She is free to phone you for more directions. But the rule for her is that she must describe her location without referring to any human artifice. Now you might think, well, but I would suggest, or I suspect, that humans, human ones who lived in this very place not so very long ago, the native ones to this land, this would have been piece of cake. They knew, I believe, where they lived. They knew the geography of place. So I have this sense that we've kind of lost our way. And so you might think of this in a way as a, a story of separation. And um, this talk really is inspired, since I've been thinking about separation, it's inspired by a course that I decided to teach. And one of the wonderful things about being in academia is that if there's something you're interested in, you declare it, and you create a course. And so in this case, about 15 folks said, okay. And I was, I was very clear the first day. I said, this course is about me. You know, I'm interested in some things, and I'm going to explore them, and you're welcome to come along. And you know that's in a sense the nature of the course. And the course is set up uh, I've got a thesis I guess that I'm exploring, you might call it a hypothesis that this that historians if we're so blessed to have historians 500 years from now might refer to this among other things as the age of separation. And so in this course we've just been exploring the different just as a as a Mammologists might look at any other ma- mammal. We've been looking at the human life cycle, and looking at the way that that either belongingness, connectedness, or separation is manifest. Um, so, in birth, for example, you know this notion, and this is you know this is like a post 1940s. You know, prior to 1940s, almost all birth in America was in the house. It was all with midwives and there was a recognition of the intelligence of the mother in this birthing process after all it's been some it's it's it, and we've been doing it for a couple hundred thousand years if not longer uh, so somewhere the shift c- occurred where the the mother was seen as container from which baby needed to be extracted experts were necessary and a lot of fear has been associated with it now there's been some change recently in some cases. So I'm not going to go through all this, but the course is just reflecting on from birth through death, the ways that we experience, though we don't even articulate it, separation. Um, I was recently, um, I have a dear friend whose mother died recently, and so I spent many days in the hospital with my friend's mother. And I watched as the family during her dying time, spent most of their time looking at monitors. In other words, separate. So it's, a, it's an exploration. And I would say, you know, once you, in, this, in, in my case, once I begin to think about this, you know, what it is that we know, experience, understand our, ourselves to be inside, of course we're going to manifest in the world. And so for me, this is a landscape. And this is, of course, the landscapes that, you know, we just sort of drive through or run our way to Philly or something. But for me, these are landscapes which reveal, if you will, our inner psyche, that we create this as a marker, I think, of, of, of separation. These are not, for me, technological. or these, this, this is not progress, in my view. So here we are, research unplugged. An exploration of separation. The take I just gave you, there'll be two takes. Take one is just an invitation to think about separation. In a playful way, perhaps. This notion of seeing separation. And so the invitation, and I love this topic because um, to a certain extent, you know, there's some separation manifest in this room, especially over on this side, you know, we're sort of in this, you know, and there's, you know, there's, there's something a little more communal over here. Uh, but the way we, f- we position our bodies in physical space, and in this case, you know, you haven't had much choice because it's been sort of pre- pre-established. But the way that we position our bodies um, often speaks of, of connectedness or separation. So I'd like to invite us to unlearn or unhook from separation. And in groups of three or four, just to tell a personal story, about an experience of separation in your life, how it is that you see, understand separation.